precious love and lead your child on home. Welcome everyone to Revelation Church. This week, our Pastor Mike continues our study of 1 Samuel. This sermon is entitled Raising Ebenezer and is taken from 1 Samuel chapter 8. Praise the Lord, everyone. Amen, amen. Thank the Lord for being here again. So I'm going to say this is the day that the Lord has made. Let us rejoice and be glad in it. Amen. So here we are in the Lord's house. Amen, everybody. We take for granted for being here sometimes. Amen, because we've been blessed with these uh, with these blessings so long here in America where we can come into uh, the Lord's house anytime we get ready. But we find out that in other places uh, they don't have that freedom. So while we have this freedom, let's take advantage of it. Amen. Praise the Lord. I remember uh, when I was young and I had to work the night coming up and uh, uh, I was able to get to morning, uh, Sunday morning, but all uh, through the week services I couldn't get to. And uh, it kind of, uh, uh, kind of made me uh, sad that I couldn't get to, to service do, throughout the week. But I thank the Lord that he moved me to the day shift and uh, I was able to get to church when I got ready. So you never know how blessed you are. Unless you, until you lose that blessing. Amen. Amen. You think, uh, you think coming here don't mean much, but the pandemic lets you know how much it means. Ain't that right? When you weren't able to get to the house of the Lord. You know, they said that uh, suicide has, uh, has moved up to the top 10 of deaths in America. Uh, this uh, pandemic has uh, let us know how important it is to congregate together and to be in the house of the Lord so we can keep our minds straight. Ain't that right? Amen. Amen. We, we were made to, uh, to be in community with one another. Amen. Uh, so it's very important. So let's keep praying and keep ourselves safe so that we can continue, amen, to amen, have this community that we have here on today. So cherish it is what I'm trying to say. Cherish it. Don't take it for granted. Amen. Amen. Uh, just like a lot of you that have uh, your parents have gone on and you tell others, say, don't take it for granted. Love, love them while you got them. Amen. Because they're not, they won't be here all the time. Amen. I can attest to that. That it's important to cherish them right now. Amen. We're going to get to, to uh, today's message. Amen. Uh, we, go, we went through uh, uh, 1 Samuel, the uh, sixth chapter on, not last week, Brother uh, Adrian preached us last week, but the week before last. Amen. We were looking uh, in the word of God in the sixth chapter of 1 Samuel, and we saw that uh, we entitled it, The Glory Returns. Amen. And we saw how important when the glory comes, it makes great impact in the lives of anybody it comes in contact with. Right. 
the glory of God will make great impact. And we also found out that the glory of God will uncover our sins. Amen. It'll let you know who you are. Uh, even if you don't want to know, it'll light it up so much you can't help but see it. Amen. You might try to deny it, but amen, when the Lord uncover you, you can't deny it. All you do is give in to it and say, Lord, forgive me. Amen. The glory will do that. And we saw that in uh, the word of God as we went through the sixth chapter of 1 Samuel, how that uh, the glory of God uncovered the sin of the people and judged that sin too. Amen. And finally, we uh, talked about how uh, the glory of God elicits a reaction, amen, from whoever it, he comes in contact with. Amen. And we saw the reaction of uh, those that were in Philistine uh, or Philistia and those that were in, uh, in Israel itself how that they reacted to the glory of God you're going to have to do something right. amen you're going to have to do something when the glory of God comes around you just can't stay still it's going to uh, sh shake you up some kind of way right. praise the Lord amen, amen. and we saw that Amen, in the sixth chapter. And we come here to the seventh chapter. Uh, and I entitled the message on today, Raising Ebenezer. Raising Ebenezer. Amen, with the thought of God is our helper. God is our helper, raising Ebenezer. We're going to uh, get into the uh, sermon on today. Amen. We have <clears throat> all at one time or another needed someone to come to our rescue. I remember when I was young, I was in uh, junior high school, and this kid who was bigger than me, I don't know if he was older than me, but he was messing with me. And I was, I think about seventh grade, and I went home and told my brother Jeff that they were messing with me. And he came up to the school to see what was the problem all about. But uh, he was there to come to my rescue. Amen. Uh, and I know we've all had moments in our life before. Whether it was a parent, friend, spouse, co-worker, police, or fire department. They would use their skill, finances, knowledge, or power to remedy our situation. We that are older, we used to watch the old cowboy movies where the army would have a fort in the middle of the desert that was being besieged by the Indian tribes. Uh, they were totally surrounded. Then someone would sneak out with a message for help. <laughs> then at just the direst moment, you would hear a trumpet sound and see the cavalry come to the rescue. Here in our text today, we see Israel surrounded by the Philistines and afraid. And they would ask Samuel to cry out to the Lord for help. Let us examine the reasons behind this cry for help. We have three points to consider. First, 
Israel laments after the Lord. Two, uh, Israel returns to the Lord. And third, Israel cries out for the Lord, cries out to the Lord for help. We look at the first point, Israel laments after the Lord. The ark had been lodged in Kiriath-Jerim in the house of Abinadab. It has lodged there for 20 years. During that time, they were being afflicted by the Philistines. So the ark was back, or shall we say the glory was back, and it was lodged in uh, Abinadab's place. And, but the people were still being afflicted by the Philistines. You know, sometimes the Lord will judge people and uh, allow you to stay in a particular situation when you think you ought to get out of it. Praise the Lord. Say the Lord showed them, but you're still in the same situation that you were in. Because we haven't learned our lesson yet. Amen. And God is all about having us to learn our lessons. Amen. God is all about making us better than we were before. Amen. You remember Job? Amen. And all that he was going through? And then you read in the, you read in the book of Job, it says that the devil left. He wasn't there no more. He wasn't there to bring about all of those persecutions that he was putting on Job. But we find out that the Lord left Job in the situation that he was in. It took some time before the Lord allowed him out of the situation. What was he doing? Amen. Well, if you go to chapter 42, you find out what the Lord was doing. He was allowing Job to see him better than he ever saw him before. You remember the scripture, he said, I have heard of you by the hearing of the ear. But he said, but now my eye seeth you. Now I'm real clear on the situation. Amen. All those questions I asked you, amen, and I was befuddled by what you were doing. But now that I have a good glimpse of you, he said, I repent in dust and ashes. And the minute he repented, the minute his eyes were open, it said God restored, amen, to Job double what he had before. Amen. But he left him in that state for a little while longer. And here we see the children of Israel are still being persecuted or afflicted by the Philistines for 20 more years. It was lodged there for 20 years. During that time, they were being afflicted by the Philistines. One thing we have to know, saints, is that God knows best. One thing we have to know is that God knows when you've learned your lesson. Because a lot of times when children, you know, your own children, uh, you discipline them, but you already know if they learn their lesson or not. Amen. You know your kids, you know when they learn their lesson. You know, little Jimmy, we got to be a little harder on him. Amen. Because he don't learn lessons so quickly. That's how my father had to treat Jeff. You know what I mean? He had to be a little bit harder on him. Amen. Because he was hard-headed. Amen. He didn't learn lessons so quick sometimes. Amen. But he would discipline us according, amen, to what we needed. Not according to just some uh, standard and he did it for everybody, but what our father wanted to do and what God wants done is that you learn your lesson. Right. 
because you don't want to repeat this all over again. You know how it is when you go to school and you don't uh, listen to the teacher and then finally you find out that you have to repeat the sixth grade. Amen. And now you all sad and upset, but you didn't learn your lesson while you were there. Amen. And the only way that you're going to progress is if you would take time to learn what you need to learn. And the Lord is not, uh, he's, a, he's a father that's that going to give us good gifts and whatever it takes to bring us to the point we need to be, amen, he will keep the pressure on us so that we can be the people that he wants us to be. But we find out after these 20 years, they begin to lament after the Lord. This is the case during the time of the judges. Israel would turn his back on the Lord, begin serving idol gods. God would allow their enemies to afflict them, and that would cause them to lament after the Lord. You will see this if you read through the book of Judges, you saw this all the time. Amen. Uh, during the time that the judge was alive, everything was good. But when the judge died, amen, they would leave the Lord. And when they leave the Lord, the Lord would afflict them. And when the Lord would afflict them, then they come back lamenting, amen, and asking the Lord for help. If we look at Judges, the second chapter, verses 11 through 15, it shows the problem. And the people of Israel, it says, did what was evil in the sight of the Lord and served the Baals. And they abandoned the Lord, the God of their fathers, who had brought them out of the land of Egypt. They went after other gods from among the gods of the peoples who were around them and bowed down to them. And they provoked the Lord to anger. They abandoned the Lord and served the Baals and the Ashtoreth. So the anger of the Lord was kindled against Israel and gave them over to plunderers who plundered them. And he sold them into the hand of their surrounding enemies so that they could no longer withstand their enemies. Whenever they marched out, the hand of the Lord was against them for harm as the Lord had warned and as the Lord had sworn to them, and they were in terrible distress. So we see the condition, amen, of the people of, uh, uh, of Israel, how that they would turn their back on the Lord. And we see it here, amen, in uh, 1 Samuel, because this is still during the time of the judges. And we see they have done this once again. They have turned their back on the Lord, and they went out to war. But what happened? The Lord turned his back on them. And he was not with them when they went out to war. Amen. It's been 20 years since they lost that battle. Amen. God has been allowing the Philistines to judge them that long. The Lord chasing Israel with the Philistines for 20 years. And then what happened? They began to lament after the Lord. Amen. Listen. Amen. Some, like I said, sometimes you don't learn your lesson. Amen. And if you don't come after God in the right way, he might leave you where you're at. Amen. Because he wants the right response <clears throat> from his people. Praise God. So they lament after the Lord. Let me bow ahead and pray out for God. Amen. But it's never too late to pray. Amen. Heavenly Father, we ask that you help us right here on today. 
Heavenly Father, we've seen in your word how that your children lament after you, Lord, after being in affliction to the enemy. Lord, we ask that you allow us to see what you have for us to learn here on today so that we can apply to our lives. Lord, help me to say the right things and, oh God, point out the right points so that we can all be strengthened thereby. We ask it all in Jesus' name. For sake we pray. Amen. So they lament after the Lord. And, you know, you wonder what it means to lament after the Lord. And I was looking, uh, if you're lamenting, then you, you're obviously sorry for something. Ain't that right? Amen. There's a whole book in the Bible called Lamentations. Amen. Jeremiah took a whole book lamenting about what they were going through. One feeling good about the situation that you're in. Amen. Or how you're acting. Your, your condition, amen, has caused you, amen, a certain amount of discomfort, amen, that has funneled you back to the Lord. Amen. And sometimes that's the only thing that gets us back to God is discomfort. Amen. Comfort sometimes is the worst place you can be in, especially when that comfort makes you forget who gave it to you. But we have an illustration here in the word of God in the Psalms 51, what it looks like to lament after the Lord. I don't know if we read it all, but uh, David is lamenting after the Lord after he sinned. He said this, he said, have mercy on me, O God, according to your steadfast love, according to your abundant mercy. Blot out my transgressions. Wash me thoroughly from my iniquity and cleanse me from my sin. We see a man here that is lamenting after the Lord. Amen. And he is focusing on what he did wrong. He is focusing on, amen, the, the heart that he had in committing the sin that he committed. And he said, listen here, I need you to forgive me according to what? Your steadfast love. Because this stuff that I just did, Amen. Man can't forgive me of. This stuff that I just did, man will look, be looking for revenge. Because what have I done? I have taken another man's wife. I mean, another man's wife. And not only that, had that man killed. Amen. And you know, if you do that to anybody, all they're looking for is revenge. But he said, I need you to forgive me according to your steadfast love. Because your love is above everything. What that song says, your love is like radiant diamonds. Amen. You, you, can't, you can't explain it. Amen. You can't explain the love of God because you shouldn't even be here today. You know you have been in some situations, amen, where you, amen, uh, should have lost your life. Or lost your mind. Or lost your finances. But God's great love have you here today. Amen. It ain't not by your power, but the, uh, the song says, the steadfast love of the Lord never ceases. It's new every morning. Great is thy faithfulness, O God. Jeremiah said that in Lamentation. It is of the Lord's mercies that we are not consumed. For his compassions, they fail not. He said, they are new every morning. Great is thy faithfulness, O God. So what, 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 what the psalmist is saying here, I need some mercy, God. And I don't need mercy that man can give me, although that's all right. 
Amen. But what I've done, I need some steadfast love to cover this up. According to your abundant mercy, blot out my transgressions. Amen. It's hard to us. It's hard for us to forget somebody that said something wrong to us. Amen. We don't want to forget somebody that didn't give us what we should have had. I'm going to remember that. I ain't going to forget what you did. But listen here, the Lord knows how to blot out transgressions. It's just like you ain't never did it. He come to the rescue like you've been with him all the time. He said, wash me thoroughly from my iniquity and cleanse me from my sin. Now this is, this is, a, this is textbook uh, a repentance here, uh, church. Textbook repentance. Amen. Why? Because it's not focused on somebody else. It's not blaming somebody else. He says, I wouldn't have done that if you hadn't done this. And did 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 Listen here, I look at paternity court all the time. I tell you guys that all the time. I look at paternity court. And everybody, whether the, the, the man or the woman, they're in there blaming one another for how they acted. Every now and then you see somebody that says, I know I messed up. You can't fight that. Ain't that right? If somebody say, I know I messed up, you can't fight with that. Amen, because, amen, they recognize their sin. And here, uh, 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 David recognized his sin. He said, for I know my transgressions. He's lamenting after the Lord. And my sin is ever before me. I see it against you. You only have I sinned and done what is evil in your sight. So that you may be justified in your words and blameless in your judgment. Behold, I was brought forth in iniquity, and in sin did my mother conceive me. Behold, you delight in truth in the inward being, and you teach me wisdom in the secret heart. And that's what God has designed, amen, your situation for, to teach you some truth. Truth about yourself. Truth about what you did. Amen. Truth to change your mind so that next time you'll act right. You'll make wise decisions, amen, instead of uh, bad decisions. See, this is the problem. We think we're righteous, amen, and our, and our repentance is halfway repentance, amen. It's blaming somebody. You know that's what happened with, uh, with uh, uh, Adam. He said, it's just this, this woman you gave me. No, 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 Adam. The problem is you. Because I gave you the commandment. You didn't have to do what that woman said. Amen. You were supposed to do what I told you to do. And see, that's where we mess up. We always blaming the woman for what we did. We want to blame the woman for why we didn't keep up with our children. and Why we were some rolling stone. We want to blame the woman. Because she wouldn't do this and she wouldn't do that. Amen. You are rolling stone because, amen, you won't have no firm foundation. Amen. You don't want to sacrifice. You don't want to take care of your family. And now your children don't know what it means to have a father in the household. You need to repent and not blame her. Praise God. And David is showing us what, to, what it means to lament after the Lord. Because we do that, like I said, that halfway lamentation. Blaming somebody else for our failures. 
for our wrongs. Don't do that. Don't do that. He says here, purge me with hyssop. I shall be clean. Wash me and I shall be whiter than snow. Let me hear joy and gladness. Let the bones that you have broken rejoice. Praise the Lord. When the Lord show you yourself, amen, and you repent in the right way, Amen. Then the joy returned back to your to, to your to your soul. Ain't that right? Amen. You, you got a smile on your face the next time I see you. Amen. Why? Amen. Because the Lord has brought us back together again. He purged me with his up. Wash me up. Clean me. You know, when the Lord wash you up, he wash your mind up too. He wash your mind up so clean you stop, you stop blaming other folks for your problems. Your mind ain't clean when you're blaming other people. He said, hide your face from my sins and blot out all my iniquity. Create in me a clean heart, O God, and renew what? a right spirit within me. Cast me not away from your presence and take not your Holy Spirit from me. Restore to me the joy of your salvation and uphold me with a willing spirit. I got to keep on saying, then I will teach transgressors your way and sinners will return to you. Deliver me from blood guiltiness, O God, O God of my salvation, and my tongue will sing aloud of your righteousness. O Lord, open my lips and my mouth will declare your praise. For you will not, del for you will not delight in sacrifices or I would give it. You will not be pleased with a burnt offering. The sacrifices of God are a broken spirit, a broken and contrite heart, O oh God, you will not despise. Listen here, God had gave, given them the sacrifices, but what good is a sacrifice when the heart is bad? Praise the Lord. Amen. And I know some people try to appease God by their giving of their uh, tithe. What good is a tithe when your heart is bad? Praise the Lord. Amen. What good is a good work when your heart is bad? Praise the Lord. Sacrifices of God are a broken spirit. You see people repenting with proud spirits? Don't believe it. Amen. A broken and contrite heart you will not despise. Do good to Zion in your good pleasure. Build up the walls of Jerusalem. Then will you delight in right sacrifices and burnt offerings and whole burnt offerings. Then bulls will be offered on your altar. Have you turned your back on the Lord? Are you loving the world that you were delivered from? Is it time for you to lament after the Lord? Second point is, Israel returns to the Lord. We see they were lamenting after the Lord, but they returned to the Lord. And it says here, Samuel exhorts Israel by saying, if you are returning to the Lord with all your heart. I believe that's the third verse. It's that first phrase. It says, if you are returning to the Lord with all your heart. God does not want a partial return. He wants all your heart. Proverbs 3, 5, and 6 says, Trust in the Lord with all your heart. 
and do not lean to your own understanding. In all your ways, acknowledge him, and he will make straight your path, or he will direct your path. Amen. Listen, God doesn't want, like I said, that partial uh, lamentation. God doesn't want part of your heart. Amen. He wants all of it. Praise the Lord, saints. He wants all of it. The next phrase tells us how to accomplish that return. If we're coming back, the Lord's going to let us know how we need to come back. Amen. And this is what Samuel said. said, then put away the foreign gods and the Ashtaroth. We see here multiple gods, the foreign gods and the Ashtaroth. That's actually a plural term for, for, for that god. For, from among you and direct your heart to the Lord and serve him only. And what will he do? And he will deliver you out of the hand of the Philistine. He said, if you're going to return to God, then you need to get rid of some stuff. Yeah. Amen. 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 You don't need to uh, have these foreign gods anymore. So this is a testament to how the children of Israel are leading their lives. Amen. Although they have a show of serving God as their fathers did, but along with that, they have taken on gods of the people that are around them, the Baals and the Asherah. And you know, it's in their houses, you know, and probably out there in some shrine somewhere, you know what I mean? They have these gods, amen, that's causing them, amen, to have polluted worship. Israel was serving foreign gods as it, as it was in Judges, the second chapter, 12 and 13, it tells us, and they abandoned the Lord, the God of their fathers, who had brought them out of the land of Egypt. They went after other gods from among the, from the gods of the peoples uh, who were around them and bowed down to them, and they provoked the Lord to anger. They abandoned the Lord and served the Baals and the Asherah. You see what they did? Amen. They took a foreign god. It was not something that they were taught, amen, by their fathers. Amen. But they decided to bring in the gods that the world had, of the culture that was around them. You know how it is, amen, when you grow up in a household, amen, and you have a father and a mother, amen, that have shown you how to live right and taught you the right way and you've grown up knowing the right way to go and you teach your children the same way they're up in the household amen but after they die and go off then all of a sudden somebody likes what's around them rather than what's in the household praise the lord and you have to watch out amen as you are serving the lord that you don't begin to like the world that you were, were delivered from. Uh, uh, the breathe of scriptures tell us in the New Testament, uh, Paul was saying, demons have left me loving this present world. Amen. And so many people, amen, have uh, uh, been uh, uh, walking with the Lord, but because of what the world shows them, they have left and bit, went back into the world. Israel has this condition now. Baal was the God who brought rain and fertility, good harvest and animal reproduction. Uh, 
He was the God of rain and storm. Amen. Uh, uh, this is uh, who the Canaanites worship. And Asterisk was the goddess of the moon, sexuality, sensual love, and fertility. Everybody want to pick that God up. They picking that God up right now. People want wealth and they want sex. They don't care what order they get it in, long as they can get it. These were the gods of the Canaanites that God gave them the power to defeat. When they came to the promised land, you cannot mix true worship with idol worship. They must do as Joshua exhorted them to do long ago. Joshua 24, 14, and 15 says, Now therefore fear the Lord and serve him. How? In sincerity and in faithfulness. Put away the gods that your father served beyond the river and in Egypt and serve the Lord. And if it is evil in your eyes to serve the Lord, choose this day whom you will serve. Whether the gods your father served in the region beyond the river or the gods of the Amorites in whose land you dwell. But as for me and my house, Joshua said, we will serve the Lord. And you got to ask yourself that. If you're returning to God, don't return with none of the junk that you, had, you accumulated outside. Amen. God does not need, amen, this uh, duplicitous worship. Amen. Lord, I love you, but I love this also. And uh, Samuel said, if you're coming to God, leave the bells back where you got them at. If you're coming to God, leave the asterisk back where you got them at. And come to the Lord, how? With your whole heart. You remember, and you remember in Acts 19, said the people react uh, when they uh, seek the Lord with their whole heart in Acts 19. What did they do? He said, also many of those who were now believers came confessing and divulging their practices. You see that? When you want to make a break with the world, you divulge your practices. What is that? The stuff that you've been doing that you should not be doing. The things you've been worshiping that you should not be worshiping. They divulge their practices. And a number of those who had practiced magic arts brought their books together and burned them in the sight of all. Say, when you're making a break with the world, you don't care who sees you. You know, when you're making that partial break, amen, you say, well, I'm going to get rid of this. But you didn't let nobody see where you were getting rid of it. You really didn't get rid of it. All you did was hide it somewhere so that you can go back and get where you hid it from. But they burned them in the sight of everyone, and they counted the value of them and found it came to 50,000 pieces of silver. They had some books in that place. It says, so the word of the Lord continued to increase and prevail mightily. The word of the Lord began to prevail mightily because the people, amen, left, amen, that idol worship back where it belongs, with the world. And likewise, being children of God, amen, we should not take on any idols. Are you a backslider? The Lord said he married to the backsliders. Uh, are you returning to the Lord? 
What are the idols that you have adopted? Is it money? You cannot serve God and mammon. Is it sexual immorality? Flee fornication. Is it power and fame? The Bible said, let this mind be in you, which was also in Christ Jesus. Remember the greatest commandment in Deuteronomy 6 and 5. You shall love the Lord your God with all your heart and with all your soul and with all your might. Jesus repeated that same verse in Mark 12, 30 and 31. And not only that, Jesus doubled down on it in Matthew 10, 37 through 39. He said, whoever loves father or mother more than me is not worthy of me. And whoever loves son or daughter more than me is not worthy of me. And whoever does not take his cross and follow me is not worthy of me. Whoever finds his life will lose it. And whoever loses his life for my sake will find it. You must return to the Lord and leave your idols behind. Leave Baal back to the world. Leave the Asherah where it is. Amen. When you come to God, come with yourself and nothing else. Praise the Lord. Amen. So when you return, return with your whole heart. Point three. We need to sometimes cry out to the Lord for help. And the children of Israel did that very thing. Amen. In this passage of scripture, amen, they cried out to the Lord for help. Uh, they, have they have been exhorted by Samuel to personal holiness. Get rid of the bells. Get rid of the asteroids. All of them, wherever you got them at, get, get rid of them. Uh, God sees all of them anyway. Right. If you try to hold on to one, God's going to point it out for you. Right. Sometimes you got to say, Lord, uh, uh, deliver me from my secret faults. Yeah. Lord, show me where I hid something that I don't know where it's at right now. Yeah. Amen. And deliver me from that so I can get it and I can get rid of it. Lord, point out to me what's down here on the inside of my heart because I think I cleaned myself up, amen, but I don't know. There might be something there that shouldn't be there. Lord, will you clean me up? Amen. That song here says, prone to wonder, Lord, I feel it. Prone to leave the God I love. Amen. There's a, there's a, a, a pronation inside of us, the flesh trying to get us away from God. Amen. Sometimes he try to get us away from God and we hide some things. Amen. That needs to be exposed. Praise the Lord. Amen. And if you're really honest with the Lord, say, Lord, uh, show me myself. Show me where I'm wrong at so that I can get rid of that too. Praise the Lord. Because we don't see it all the time. God sees everything. So he, 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 he exhorted them to personal holiness. And now he exhorts them to national holiness. If you each one of us will go into our house, get rid of all of our idols, amen, begin to worship the Lord with all of our heart. Now it's time to come together into the house of the Lord. Amen. And if, if all of those right hearts come into the house of the Lord, don't you know we can have church up in here? Praise the Lord. Amen. We got people that have been seeking the Lord. Amen. God's been uncovering sin. Amen. And God has shown them where they're wrong at and they asked the Lord to forgive them. Now we come into the house of the Lord. Amen. We don't have to have no evil eyes looking at one another. Wondering what the, the attitude of certain people's heart was. I don't care what the attitude of your heart is. I just love you, brother. 
I just love you, sis. I know you did me wrong here and there, but listen here. God, amen, has forgiven me. And if God will forgive me, who am I not to forgive you? Praise the Lord. We need to, uh, we, we, we need to, uh, 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 we need to come with all of our heart and ask the Lord. And Lord, I need some personal holiness. Lord, I need some personal holiness. I'm looking at everybody else's holiness and ain't looking at my own. Amen. I'm looking at where everybody else coming up short. You know, you can't, re you can't really have a, you can't really, uh, Jeff is the coach, you can't really play a good game when you're looking at the other team and what they're doing wrong. Praise the Lord. Amen. You've got to take care of your own business. Amen. You've got to stop looking at somebody else trying to get the uh, uh, moat out of their eye. Amen. That beam in your eye, amen, is big enough for everybody to see. Take it out of your eye first. Praise the Lord. Amen. Now, now you, come, you come to the Lord, you don't have no, no problem loving everybody. Praise the Lord. Nobody likes to hear this stuff. Amen. Why? Because we got stuff up in here. Amen. Stop pointing me out. Lord, you know I can't stand. Don't leave that part alone. That's a tender spot. When I, was a, when, I, when I was a boy, I had a tender spot. I had a tender spot on my, on my, on my knee. And I wouldn't tell my father or mother about it. I know that maybe they remember, family member, I had a tender spot. And I would always, I kept running and playing, hitting it. And it was tender. It was tender to the touch. But one time, my dad seen it. And he said, we got to get rid of that. And he took me in there. And you know what? You know kids don't want you to mess with those, no, no, no swords on them. And they going, no, no, no. He said, I got to pull that scab off. I got to pull it off, man. And while he was pulling it off, man, it was hurting. It was hurting, and then he come. What did he come with? You know, we didn't have none of this, this nice stuff that you got today. He came with the alcohol. My, my, my wife lived by the alcohol. Came with the alcohol. He said, yeah, you, you'll be all right. You'll be all right. It's going to help you. He came with the alcohol and did what? He just poured it on in. It hurt right then. But listen here. After he pulled it off, got all of that deep red blood out of there, amen, after a while I was feeling good. Why? Amen. Because he saw my secret faults. He saw what I was trying to cover up, and my father uncovered it, amen, and, and put some, something in there to heal it, amen. That's why you have to ask God, Lord, that stuff hiding inside of me. I don't know why I'm acting this way. Something hiding in you. It needs to be uncovered, amen, and then you need to put in something that will heal it. Purge me with his what did he say? Purge me with hyssop and I will be clean. Woo! Praise the Lord. You know, sometimes you got some kind of, sometimes you get some, some of this uh, detergent and you put it in there and it don't really seem to come clean. Ain't that right? Say, so it ain't clean enough. So you, got, you change your product because you're trying to find something that'll clean this stuff. But listen here, when the Lord purges you, he says, purge me with hyssop blood and I will be clean. Praise the Lord. It's going to get it out of there. Praise God. Man, I went, I went somewhere else. I went, okay, let's get back over here. Personal holiness. 
And now he exhorts them to national holiness. Then Samuel said, gather all Israel at Mitzvah, and I will pray to the Lord for you. So they gathered at Mitzvah and drew water and poured it out before the Lord. This is verses uh, 5 and 6, I believe. And fasted on that day and said there, we have sinned against the Lord. And Samuel judged the people of Israel at Mitzvah. As they are fasting and confessing their sins at Mitzvah, the Philistines, their enemy, felt threatened by their assembly. You know when the people of God get together and they want to do the right thing? We, we, we ain't even talking about attacking you. But it's always, they already are being attacked, amen. We thinking about getting ourselves right with the Lord, amen, and you trying to come down on us. While they were up there, they decided to go up against Israel. And as Israel has done so many times before, they cry out to the Lord for help. They did it in Egypt and throughout the book of Judges. And the Lord always delivered his people. So the people tell Samuel, <clears throat> do not cease to cry out to the Lord, our God, for us that he may save us from the hand of the Philistines. So Samuel took a nursing lamb and offered as a whole burnt offering to the Lord. And Samuel cried out to the Lord for Israel, and the Lord answered him. When Samuel <clears throat> is offering this burnt offering, the Philistines are attacking. Man, the best way to, the best way to, uh, to thwart the enemy's attack is to worship God. There you go. Send Judah first. That's how you're gonna. Uh, uh, that's how you're gonna defeat the enemy. Amen. Keep on worshiping. But the Lord, uh, as they're attacking, said, "But the Lord thundered with a mighty sound, as the Lord judged Egypt by their gods. So now He does the same with the Philistines. Baal was supposed to be the god of rain and storm." So Yahweh thundered out of heaven and threw the Philistines into confusion and let them know there is only one God of thunder. And that's the God of heaven. Amen. Amen. I know you think Baal is handling this stuff. I know you think Baal has power, amen, over the elements. Amen. But listen here, I'm going to show you what thunder really is. He said the Lord thundered from heaven and set them in confusion. Amen. He used their own God against yeah. them and let them know that I am God. Yeah. Amen. Even as Isaiah said, I'm God and who can stop me? I'll work and nobody can stop me. Yeah. Praise the Lord. The Philistines were defeated on that day. The Israelites went out from Mitzvah and pursued the Philistines and struck them down. This is how God's deliverance looks. Psalms 46. This is how God helps his people. Psalm 46 says, God is our refuge and strength, a very present help in trouble. It said, therefore, we will not fear. You remember they got on that mountain, they were surrounded, they were afraid. Ain't that right? Once God thundered, fear left. 
amen, they went after those boys. Ain't that right? Amen. When, 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 when the enemy started running, you better run after him. Amen. Because you want to secure your victory. Therefore, we will not fear though the earth gives way. Though the mountains be moved into the heart of the sea, though the waters roar and foam, though the mountains tremble and, uh, at, at its swelling, there is a river whose streams make glad the city of God, the holy habitation of the Most High. God is in the midst of her. She shall not be moved. God will help her when morning dawns. The nations rage, the kingdoms totter. He utters his voice, the earth melts. The Lord of hosts is with us. The God of Jacob is our fortress. Come behold the works of the Lord. How he has brought desolations on the earth. He makes wars to cease to the end of the earth. He breaks the bow and shatters the spear. He burns the chariots with fire. Be still and know that I am God. That's what he was saying to the Philistine. Be still. Amen. Stop attacking. You want to know who God really is. I will be exalted among the nations. I will be exalted in the earth. The Lord of hosts is with us. The God of Jacob is our fortress. Church, this is what we have to know when we cry out to the Lord to know that he is with us. This God that can do anything is with us. This is how he helps us, amen, with his all-powerful hand. Coming to an end. And we see here, I believe here is uh, uh, in verse 12. Then Samuel took a stone, set it up between Mizpah and Shin, and called his name Ebenezer. For he said, till now, the Lord has helped us. I said, I believe it's a large stone. I don't think he would set a pebble up. Amen. Amen. If we're going to make a memorial, we might as well make it so everybody can see it. Ain't that right? Amen. We want people to see it and ask, why is that stone there? Set it up between Mitzvah and Shin. And he names it Ebenezer, which means stone of help. It is ironic that the place where Israel was defeated by the Philistines 20 years ago was called Ebenezer. But the Lord did not help them there because of their sins. But Israel has cleaned up their act. They have lamented after the Lord. They have confessed their sins and cried out to the Lord for help. Man, that's a recipe for, that's a recipe for a, a victory, ain't that right? Lamented to the Lord. Returned to the Lord and cried out to the Lord for help. And look how that help looks. Verse 13, 14. So the Philistines were subdued and did not again enter the, uh, the territory of Israel. And the hand of the Lord was against the Philistines all the days of Samuel. The cities that the Philistines had taken from Israel were restored to Israel. From Ekron to Gath. And Israel delivered their territory from the hand of the Philistines. There was peace also between Israel and the Amorites. God brought peace, ain't that right? Man, 
the Amorites saw what God had done to the Philistines. Amen. And they said, well, it isn't here. Peace, Israel. Amen. If you got a God that work like that, amen, we don't have to worry about fighting against you. Amen. Uh, We're going to have peace. Uh, they, 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 God delivered Israel, amen, uh, from the power of the Philistines. Took back the land that the Philistines had taken. Why? Why did he do this? Because his people called out to him. They cleaned up their act. They cleaned their heart up. They got right. And God went to work. So that's why he said, I'm going to raise this Ebenezer. I'm going to let people know what the Lord has done. Now the Ebenezer stone can be raised. It is a memorial to what God has done in helping his people. And if he helped his people then, he can do the same in the future. Have you ever been in a situation that made you afraid and you knew that no one could help you but the Lord? And you cried out to him and he came to your rescue. You need to raise a a mental Ebenezer stone and repeat these words. Till now, God has helped me. Were you sick? You couldn't get well? You remember that, Jeff? You had that tumor growing on the inside of you? Amen. I remember Jeff said, Lord, just let it fall out. Let it plop out. And, 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 And that man cut Jeff open. Amen. And that tumor just fell out. Amen. He was able to detach it. Amen. Sold Jeff back, back up and sent him back in there. He still had a little trial to go through. Amen. But the Lord took him through that trial. Amen. But that's a Ebenezer stone. Amen. He can look down at his stomach and say, until now, the Lord has helped me. Amen. He just had another Ebenezer stone. Amen. I went by where he had that wreck at. Amen. Amen. And I saw his car and I saw the other person's car. I said, somebody should hurt, be hurt real bad. Amen. But he wasn't hurt real bad and the other man wasn't hurt real bad. Amen. I think we'll raise up another Ebenezer stone. Till now, the Lord has helped me. Praise the Lord. Amen. You need to raise him up. Amen. You need to raise him up. If you're sick and God help you, Amen. Raising Ebenezer Stone. Were your finances low? And you didn't know where you're going to get the money from? Amen. And then the Lord come in right on time. Till now, the Lord has helped me. Amen. I was about to lose my house, but till now, the Lord has helped me. I was about to lose my job. Amen. Amen. But the Lord stepped in. Amen. And made them leave me alone. You need to raise up a stone and say, till now, the Lord has helped me. Amen. Listen here. Uh, 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 were you, have you ever sunk to depression and didn't know why you was there? Yeah. Amen. But suddenly the Lord gets you out of that depression. You need to raise up another stone. Yeah. Were you in a spiritual battle and the Lord brought you peace? Yeah. Till now, the Lord has helped me. Keep raising those Ebenezer memory stones. Amen. So that you can remember what the Lord has done for you. Amen. And if he did it then, he'll do it again. We, we, we as Christians have a memorial stone called the Lord's Supper. It points us to the time we received great help 
from the Lord. When sin had us surrounded and we could not help ourselves, amen, you remember when you were that liar, that stealer, that cheater, that whoremonger, that adulterer, you remember you had all kind of sins that held you bound. Amen. But the Lord did something for you. The Bible says that while we were yet in our sins, Christ died for the ungodly. He didn't wait for you to get right. Amen. He came to you when you were wrong. Amen. Open up your eyes. Caused you to believe the gospel. Amen. And, 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 and filled you with his spirit. Amen. Now you're not bound by sin anymore. Shall we continue in sin that grace may abound? God forbid. How can they that are dead to sin live any longer therein? Amen. God has done something for us that nobody else could do. Amen. Amen. Let's raise that Ebenezer. Amen. And say, till now, the Lord has helped me. Hope you enjoyed this message. For more information and ways to support, visit us at therev310.org.